Hello, welcome to episode 34 of The Love Note. My name is Lucy Bloomfield and as always I am your host. This podcast focuses on communication, self-love and self-respect and at the moment I am doing a series focusing on the power of the people that you have around you and this series is called The Power of Your People. And this series focuses on sharing the lessons from the people who have helped me to become the person I am today. And I hope that it helps you to grow in a different kind of way. Today is the seventh episode in the series and I am interviewing Rick. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the show, Dad. Thank you very much. I haven't mentioned you on my podcast before because I wanted to respect your privacy but today I'm really excited to introduce you so for the first question can you tell my listeners who you are who your favorite daughter is and what your relationship is with me <laughs> uh, of course okay my name is Rick Bloomfield I am Lucy Bloomfield's father she's my favorite big daughter <laughs> setting goals 
around, I suppose, um, call it a goal, because it's what it is, but they used to call it a dream. So, for example, if I wanted a particular car, that was my my goal as such. But then the way to get it is obviously have some form of work to do, which had a reward, which would then ultimately get you that car. And the reason they explained that process to me was when we have a dream, it's a lot easier to have something tangible that you can go and touch, smell, feel, imagine. So it's very touchable. It's very, um, you don't actually have to be in the car to repeat that experience. You can do it in your mind. Mm-hmm. It makes it easier to stay on track with your goal setting and your goal achieving. When you set a goal, what are some of the things that you consider? For um, me personally, it has to be big enough to excite me. When I say excitement, it's not always a positive excitement. It can be a negative excitement in, oh my God, how the hell am I going to do that? But at the same time, it can't be too big that it's unachievable. So the way I do it is that if everything goes right according to plan, that's what I'll get. So that I never fall into the habit of setting too small a goal. So then it's not motivating for me. But it's never too big that it's unachievable either. So that's my process. So so the process of that and, and what I consider is... Obviously, what I, the, the goal, the dream, what I want never changes. The time frame is in sand, but the goal is in concrete. So, you know, plans can change because uh, the direction or the vehicle you've got to achieve that goal or uh, maybe the process that you're doing to achieve that goal might not be working as well as it could. So, you need to change tack. So, that's why I say the plans. I'm in sand, the time frame's in sand, but the goal is in concrete. Always. Do you set goals for different aspects of your life? Yeah, I do. I've probably been a bit slack in the last probably 10 years in doing that. Um, somehow I fell into a, like a treading water stage, like a survival stage. I really didn't step out of my comfort zone very much. Uh, because I changed industries when I was mid uh, 40s, it was it was I was out of my comfort zone anyway, so on a daily basis, um, just dealing with the type of people that I was working with, like sort of different from different backgrounds to what I'm used to doing different work than what I'm used to, all that sort of thing. So that was outside of my comfort zone, but yeah. Yeah, it does. I'm just curious, what types of areas do you generally set goals for? Um, like, do you have a certain group? Certain group? Yeah. Um, like, yeah. for me, I do, like, I have career, and then I have personal, and, and my relationships, and then my fitness, and 
Like, do you focus on any particular areas in your life? Probably should, but no, I just I focus on my priorities at the time, mm. and that's why I suppose. And I I work best at that because I can't work over too many areas. It's just me. I found I like to focus on one and have the um, have the scope and the room to be spontaneous in my life. Because mm-hmm. so I, I like that spontaneity, it, it deals with the part of me that likes change and likes new things. So, yeah, for example, I'll, I'll set goals in, let's say, health and like my weight fitness, and I'll set goals for uh, a career side of things, like let's say my job, so how much income I want to create, and then I'll set a job, a goal for educational side for my future career. So they all. So they can all blend in together because I'm actually working in the mind. So I can put all of those three goals into play without changing too much. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. That and makes so sense. that when I when I come home, I can just be there for my family without all these goal things getting in the way as such. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. How do you stay on track with a goal? Um, do you have any little tricks? that you have from years of setting goals? Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a bit of a discipline, I think. Um, I, the biggest way, successful way for me to stay on track with goals was routine. Hmm. And I remember, remember a saying that was taught to me when I was probably in my late 20s, early 30s, was that um, thoughts create beliefs, beliefs create action, action creates habit, habit creates results. So basically, if you want to change your results, you have to first start with thought and then go through that process. So I always revert to that formula, always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you were to teach me how to set and achieve goals all over again, what would you say to me? The first thing I would say is what do you want? You need to know why you're doing it. And it's not just a want, it's something that you have to be very, you have to be passionate about it. Because enthusiasm, and sorry, enthusiasm will outstrip knowledge and talent every day of the week. It will outgrace it. It will outdo it every time. So enthusiasm and a clear vision of what you want are the two most important things. So I'll give you an example. I met a guy who wanted this car he wanted to buy, um, but he was only a young fella. So every night he'd watch this video. Um, so I didn't meet him, I heard about it. So every night he'd watch this video of this car racing around a, like a hill climb racetrack and he'd have a candle next to him with a burner like he used to burn essence. But instead of essence, it'd be engine oil. Hmm. So he could close his eyes and hear that car screaming up the mountain, smell the engine oil that's burning. <laughs> And it just gave him a realism, a real vision. 
So the first thing you need to do is be clear in what you want to do. And if it's clear, that's great. But you need something tangible so that when you're down and out flat, you can go and sit in that car or try those clothes on or try those shoes on or taste that food or get that brochure of where you want to travel. It's got to be a tangible reward for reaching that goal. Otherwise, if you say it's just money, money's not tangible. It doesn't do anything for you. It's just paper money. It just exchanges itself for things that you want. Mm. It's what you, you know what I mean? You've got to put something real there. Then if you can get yourself so motivated about that, the work isn't work. It's just a process. I have to say the two times that I've made a lot of money in my life so far, they haven't the fulfillment and happiness hasn't come from the actual money it's been what the money has afforded me or that even even at times the work itself Mm. Hmm. exactly so i mean it's a journey we learn more in the journey of failure to success than we ever do by just succeeding so the more failures we have on the way to achieving our goal it's actually better for us and we only fail because we don't know how to do it. So it's an expectation. You've got to fail. It's part of the success process. So if, if, you, if you just set a goal and then start doing everything, and that's win, 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 all the way, you actually don't learn anything. If you win every step of the way towards your goal, it's basically life telling you, you should have done this years ago. It's so easy for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I had a friend I had a friend ask me if she should do a business idea and she said that she was really worried that she was going to fail. And I said, Well, here's something that'll reassure you, you're definitely going to fail. And that's because you suck, but you'll get better if you keep you going. Can. You've got to. It's like learning to walk. You don't give up, do you? No. Because no one doesn't no one keeps trying and failing and, and, and the parents say, no, no, you were never meant to walk. It just doesn't happen. You know? mm. So, so same as like any, anything out there can be achieved. Um, you just got to find a way to achieve it. And the other thing I would say to people is that there's so many people out there achieving is you find someone who's achieved what you want to do and copy them. Mm-hmm. Then you don't make all the mistakes I make. <laughs> you make new ones. I'm going to steal that, Dad. I hadn't thought about that, and that applies to some of the things that I'm working on this year. Well, all those people that have success, you know, doesn't matter what you want to achieve, there's, out, there's books out there written about it. Mm. Podcasts nowadays, or internet sites, you know, websites, or blogs. Someone's done it. The only thing that's different is the people who achieve are different, so they come from different perspectives, lifestyles, and upbringings. So you got to make your own mistakes, but you don't have to make the same ones they did. That's true. Yeah. I want to pivot slightly um, from goals to another topic, which naturally happens yep. when you're setting goals, and we've already touched on it, which is failure. Um, yep. 
You're no stranger to failure because anyone who dares to try will ultimately fail multiple times. But what I wanted to ask about is how you tackle failure from an emotional standpoint. Do you have any tricks or tips that my listeners could use to turn around a stumbling block and use it to drive them forward? Um, it becomes a very personal thing. At the end of the day, I think you need to bring as a process of winning. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's a bit like, if you can imagine, from what I know from bodybuilding, is that the muscle tears in the process of exercise, and then the rest period allows the muscle to rebuild. Where it tears, it becomes bigger. I think that's the, probably the simplest form of explaining it. So for that muscle to get bigger, it must first fail and then regrow, it becomes bigger. So it's the same with failure and success. So you fail, regroup, you fix the problem of failure, whether it be the emotional side or whatever, and then you grow, and then you move to the next failure. So it's only all success is a, is a lot of steps of failure till you get to your goal. It's not a matter of stepping forward or backwards when you fail. Is failure is one of the steps. You don't actually go backwards. You just learn a way that doesn't work. And so therefore, there's another saying I've got from someone else. She said, well, if you, if you make a mistake once, it's a mistake. If you make the same mistake twice, it's a habit. So don't create bad habits. Mm. Easier said than done. Absolutely it is. However, if we go into it through every failure, looking for what we've learnt, we tend to almost be joyful in the failure because every failure is a step forward towards success. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you had a product. Yes or no, it's worth this much money to me. 
create another hypothesis without that failed portion in it. So I'll go back to the phone calls because it is so easy to, um, it is so easy to use that example, but it's also probably one of the hardest things for people to do is to do sales phone calls. So my hypothesis, let's say, is 100 calls will get me 20 meetings, 20 meetings will give me, say, four possible clients, and out of those four possible clients, I'll get one client. So, firstly, obviously, I've got to have a product or a service, so then I go and try and prove that hypothesis correct or incorrect. Now, if it's incorrect, after I do 100 phone calls, I say, right, okay, so let's make it 200 phone calls. So then I'll go and do another 100 phone calls and just keep going like that. So, and believe me, after 200 phone calls, you'll have some sort of result. Yeah. And then from that result, you create a hypothesis that is correct. So then it might be, okay, we know that 200 phone calls will give us 20 meetings with clients, quality meetings, I mean, that are potential clients. But those 20 meetings are returning the four potential clients. So, okay, how do we change that? We can change the hypothesis that the 20 meetings. So, the 20 meetings, maybe there's something in the quality of that meeting of what we should be saying or more importantly, what, what questions we should be asking and therefore listening to in order to find out if that potential client is a quality client that would use our product or the service or buy our product or service. But you keep creating hypotheses all the way down the line. So at the end of the day, it comes down to the reward. So if the reward is X figures, really engineer it backwards. So in order to get a million or a hundred thousand products out in a year, I'm going to need five quality retail chains. So to get five quality retail chains, I'm going to have to do meetings, uh, like good quality meetings and then interview type meetings and then phone calls and all that. So you can actually engineer your goal backwards and find out what you're going to do and create a hypothesis. Simple. Seems that way, doesn't it? Hard part is giving me emotion at Yes. But it comes back to your service or product too. You believe in that service or product and the good it'll do people. It really doesn't matter how much you do, you've just got to keep focused on that. Mm. you got to remember that Walt Disney approached over 200 banks to get finance for his Mickey Mouse cartoon. So let's say it was 213 banks, 220 other them. So let's say it's 220 banks. So what happens if he might let the personnel side of it get to him, the emotion get to him, on the 219th bank. We wouldn't have Disneyland. What a tragedy that would be. Exactly. So it's a tragedy giving up on your dreams. I think so. Yeah, people do it every day.
people. There's a lot of people that have done that. Visionaries. Exactly. It's not an age thing either. Because he wasn't, he wasn't young. Look at Colonel Saunders. He, he pretty much at retirement age. I think he was 67, I think, or 63 or something when he created Kentucky Fried Chicken, now known as KFC. The lady who founded Grey Goose Vodka, I think she was 79 when she did that. Wow. Yeah. The biggest oh, yeah. vodka company in the world, I think, or it was at one point. Yeah. So, definitely not an age thing. Yeah. It's just... Consistent yeah. thing. Of your life? 
advice you could give to my listeners that might change the way either the way they think about themselves or the world around them what would it be Shut down Trefiel and 
went through the process of selling it and all the fun stuff that came with that when we realized we did it too late and yep. we probably wouldn't sell it now because we waited too long. Okay. And all the other mistakes that I've realized. I went and saw one of my friends today that used to work for us as a designer for Trefiel. Yep. Yep. And I was saying to her that now that I have more free time, I realized what a terrible manager I was for my team because I just didn't give them the time. I was always really frustrated that they couldn't figure it out on their own and that they needed me. And I felt really stretched in so many different ways. And I didn't have the skills to manage them properly. And that's yep. a mistake that I look back on and I'm glad that I've experienced it and know that I can do better. Yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose in, in, the, in the role of a manager, you've got to remember that most people aren't um, uh, committed to your business as you are. And mm. so therefore, all the mistakes you've made along the way have learned on, they haven't got the benefit of that. That's why you need to teach them. It's true. And that's all a manager is, is bringing the best out in people. That's how a manager is. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's it for the podcast episode, Dad. So thank you. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad I was able to take part. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> well, that was the second last episode of the power of your people series and before i sign off today i just want to say a big thank you for sticking it out and enjoying the series with me this has been one of the best things that i've done for my relationships and i encourage you to take a similar format think about the people in your life who have greatly impacted you and shaped you into who you are today and how you can give them the spotlight by asking them questions in such a way that they're able to pass on their wisdom once more. This has been a really bonding series for the people that I've interviewed and I feel like it would be fantastic for your relationships as well. Now, one last thing before I head off is I'd really love to hear your feedback about the podcast and to do that you can either send me a message on Instagram, leave a comment on one of my posts, my Instagram handle is Lucy underscore Bloomfield or you can leave a review on the iTunes store. I don't care if it's one star, five star, four star, three star, two star, whatever. I don't care. I just want to hear from you about how I can improve the podcast and what you'd like to hear from me next. I hope you are having an amazing weekend. It's beautiful and sunny here in Melbourne. And I'm so, so excited to wrap up this series and get back into some more personal conversations between you and I because I'm really missing that. So I will speak to you next week and I hope you have an incredible week.